Hi, welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker. The biggest challenge most people have to confront when they're on a weight loss program of any kind is cravings. How do we deal with cravings? Whether you've got a sweet tooth or you're into savory or both, or you simply crave more food than what's on your plan, we all have urges when we're trying to constrain our food in an attempt for weight loss. So in this episode, I'm going to give you my method to prevent cravings from sabotaging your weight loss goals and that will over time actually prevent cravings from happening at all. First, I want to say that your desire to end cravings is not trivial. So this isn't just about, you know, being able to say no to dessert because you want to fit into your skinny jeans again. This is mindfulness training in its most acute form. That's why I called it Mindful Shape. Our relationship with food is just a microcosm of our relationship with ourselves, our ability to really be there for ourselves through discomfort. This work is not for the faint of heart, you know, especially when it comes to food. You might be able to abstain from other compulsive urges completely by controlling your environment, but you have to eat every day. You cannot escape your thoughts around food, and this is why it's such important and meaningful work. Our cravings can make us feel like we're going out of control, like we're going crazy. They feel irresistible. And oftentimes, they are. We cannot resist them. We cannot stop an urge in its tracks. So there are three ways to respond when we have a craving. The obvious way to stop an urge is to comply. Simply eat what we're craving. The urge goes away. The second is to react, and reaction is mental anguish. It can look like blaming your diet plan, blaming it on PMS, or blaming it on the person who brought the treats into the office. You're at the mercy of what's going on around you. Reaction can feel like you're white-knuckling it. So maybe we try to distract ourselves, like go on Instagram or something. Typically, this mental anguish is exhausting, and it wears us out, and eventually we give in to the urge anyways or we try to eat something that's like a little bit better and then we overeat it, that kind of thing. Okay, so what can we do? There is a third response and it's that we allow them. We don't resist them. We don't fight them. We simply allow the cravings to be there. Not reaching for food is not difficult. What's difficult is the feelings you have when you don't comply. Now, I'll warn you, your brain is not going to want to do this the first few times. Even the first 10 times, it definitely didn't work out that way for me. It was really hard. Your brain will be throwing a fit because you're not reacting as usual. You're not complying with the urge. So expect this to be challenging for you to do in the beginning. It will not feel pleasant. You will not think it's working. <laughs> My clients tell me that all the time. It's They don't think it's working, but I'm I really urge you to keep going. I refer to this as what's called the allowing method, and it takes a lot of practice to implement, but it definitely, definitely works. So I hope that's inspired you. You bring in awareness and take on an observer role by dropping into mindful inquiry. So you can't change what's outside of your awareness. Recognize the thought your brain is telling you for what it actually is, just a neutral thought. So your brain is really just confused. It thinks an ice cream sandwich or like 10 of them is a good idea right now. It's a suggestion. It's a sentence. And it has no inherent power over you. You do not have to comply. When you take on this observer role, you stay in your prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that can make wise 
complex decisions, not your primitive brain that wants immediate protection from discomfort at any cost, you know, definitely at the cost of your weight loss goal. So ask these questions. What do you think has gone wrong here? What are you really wanting? This is how you separate yourself from the thought error and get your frontal cortex online. So observe the thought error and gently separate from it. This thought feels important. Feels like it will serve you. It's telling you that if you don't do this, you might die. There's a ton of anxiety wrapped up in this, right? Sometimes it will feel totally impossible to feel the fire of an urge. When it's this intense, you may only be able to be present for as little as a minute. That's okay. Practice being present for a minute and increase your capacity to allow the urge gradually. Next time, two minutes. Next time, three minutes. Your brain will probably tell you this will make no difference. (laughs) What's one minute going to do? But you know that one minute of mindful training is a million times better than zero minutes. Our awareness and our ability to be there for ourselves in these times is like a muscle and it builds over time by simply working at it, just like training for a marathon or something. You may only be able to run for 10 minutes when you first start training, but over time, your body becomes conditioned to run further and further. This is the same deal. If you're in the thick of it and you're new to practicing the allowing method, which you will be if you're just hearing this concept for the first time, it can be really helpful to transfer that energy behind the urge or the compulsion to pivot the physical energy towards something else, like maybe cleaning or a personal project, um, just in the beginning. Sometimes if you do nothing during this crucial stage of the beginning, when there's a ton of energy, it will only get more and more intense and it just needs to be released. Okay, so step two is let yourself feel the urge and then let it pass through you. So first, how you do this is physically relax your face and body. Be willing to feel the discomfort. At first, this will be difficult and depending on the intensity of the urge, it might feel unbearable. It can help to anchor the mind and count down from five to one like Mel Robbins talks about or you can use a personal mantra if you have one. You'll know that you're still resisting if you feel exhausted and or you feel frantic. So just take a deep breath. All you have to do is feel, feel and do nothing. Step three, become the expert on your cravings. Your experience of an urge or craving is unique. So explore it and get to know how it shows up for you. Become an expert in feeling cravings. This way, the next time it comes around, right away, you're going to be like, oh, this again, I know this. It will be familiar to you and you will be in control. You won't have to avoid it by giving into it. So to get good at this, first describe the feeling of the urge. Where is it in your body? In your mouth, your chest, your stomach. Focus on where it is one place at a time. What is the sensation? Does it feel heavy? thick, buzzing, sharp, sour? Does it come in waves or is it static? What color is it? What physical experiences are you having? Are you lightheaded? Tired? Notice any emotions that are there. Discontent? Sadness? Irritable? It's important that you don't do anything about what you're feeling to change your state. 
This isn't going to feel good at first. Your primitive brain that wants to soothe you will be setting off alarm bells of discomfort at this point. But what happens over time when you don't comply is that those neural pathways get weaker and weaker. Cravings become less intense and eventually they go away. This is because our brain learns that this is not the way to get what it wants. We are retraining our minds and bodies, feeling it and not acting on it. Know that the urge and discomfort of not complying with the urge will be temporary and it will pass. And watch how your brain will try to convince you to just, you know, have a little bit of what you're craving or have this version of it, which is a healthier version. This is still complying. It rewards the primitive brain's temper tantrum, continuing to reinforce those neural pathways for urges. So your brain might start finding all sorts of justification to go off the plan. But that said, you know, in the beginning, while we're just building this muscle of allowing the urge during especially tough times like PMS or something, we may sometimes need training wells. And so I recommend, you know, just taking a small action, drinking water, tea, or having a healthy snack. But only if that is the difference between like binging out or having a healthy snack. For sugar cravings, low sugar fruit like a Granny Smith apple or berries is a great choice. But just be kind and gentle with yourself. You know, this is a process that takes time, dedication, and so much self-compassion. Number four, manage your thoughts about the urges. So are you feeling crappy about the fact that you're having an urge at all? You might feel a lot of self-pity and resentment. Other people don't have to deal with this. Or maybe it's entitlement. Just this once I'll comply and it will be the last time. Your brain will create drama. Respond with, you know, thanks for sharing, making it not a big deal. So, so what? You're having an urge. So you're probably wondering, does this mean that you never get to have sugar again? You totally can. Enjoying the pleasure of eating your favorite foods is part of a healthy relationship with food and a balanced life. So how do we do this without destroying all the work we've done on our brains and completely binging out? We plan ahead of time. So we plan no less than 24 hours in advance to enjoy a pleasure food. This way, we aren't complying with the urges. Now, remember that you won't have to do this forever. When you get into maintenance, you'll likely be able to have more flexibility. But if you're really serious about change right now and want the biggest bang for your buck, be prepared to do hard things. And you can do hard things. So let's just quickly review the four steps of the allowing method. First, bring in an awareness. Your thoughts are merely suggestions from your brain, nothing more. Second, feel the urge and let it pass. Sit in discomfort. Nothing is going wrong here. You will not die. Number three, become an expert and get curious. What is your unique experience of an urge like? What does it mean for you? Number four, manage your thoughts about the process. What thoughts and feelings are coming up for you around having urges like this? I also have a free PDF worksheet available to download that lays out these steps for you. I'll link it in the show notes on my website, which is mindfulshape.com. And you are welcome to that. It takes so much resolve, determination, and courage. This is the key to freedom around food. Getting good at doing these steps will literally change your life. I hope this helps and I'll talk to you next week.
Hey, if you like this podcast, feel free to find me on my website at mindfulshape.com or Instagram at mindful underscore shape. You can also book a free mini session with me to take this work deeper and see what coaching one-on-one is like. You can book that mini session on my website. I hope to see you there. Bye.